Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with consultant, leader, speaker, and author, Amard Vital. He has empowered people globally with his inspirational guidance and tips for self-development. He provides his audiences with the tools needed to achieve personal success, utilize willpower and determination, and develop strategies that will allow people of all ages to achieve personal and professional excellence. After nearly a decade of studying the performance habits of high-achieving athletes, he has developed programs of inspiration and motivation that are beneficial to individuals, professionals, companies, and organizations worldwide. Enjoy this interview. Well, hey, man, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out for the program. I appreciate it. Oh, not a problem. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. Sure. So before we get into your life and your work um, and, and, you know, kind of what, what drives you, I want to know how you survived the last three years with COVID. It was quite a time. It did its thing to all of us. How did you get through it? How has it changed the way that you approach life now? You know, I think uh, when I look back on, on the COVID years, it is it is somewhat of a blur. Um, but I do, I do look at COVID as a great blessing on many levels. Um, the way I was able to go through it, and actually during that time, I was actually I actually transitioned churches at that moment uh, where I was, um, though I'd been there for over ten years uh, and worked with the teens for close to four. It had gotten to a place where it was just like, hey, what, where do you stand on this? Where do you, what do you believe in this? Where, And it was like, the thing that I love most is that COVID took the mask off of a lot of things. Uh, it took the mask off of, you know, things going on in the medical profession, things going on, obviously, politically, things going on uh, societally, culturally. It was a lot of things that were on the undercurrent that, that made its way to the top, like, you know, a boiling pot of water. And I, I feel like I grew a lot through that time because I, like I said, I had changed churches and then I'd gotten to a place where I was able to lean in uh, on my faith a lot more. And so obviously with that foundational faith, I was now able to see life differently uh, from the standpoint, a lot of relationships had been altered. Some had been added, some had been removed and surviving COVID, um, really was more so of a thriving. Um, you focus on a lot more things. You focus on your budget more. Like I said, you focus on your faith more. You focus on your family more. And so I guess you could say your faith, finances, and uh, uh, and fitness was, was some of the things that, that really intensified during that time. And um, I'm, a better, I'm a much better person because of what happened during that time, though I know that um, there's still a lot of repairing to do. And there's some who are not going to get on the other side of this. So you touched on some things that are cornerstones of who you are. So I want to get to exactly the essence of what you do for a living. If you were in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day and one of the kids looked up and said, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? <laughs> that is a complicated question. But yes, if I'm going in front of a third grader, I would say that, that my primary thing is I am a uh, keynote speaker, uh, a, co a mental performance coach and a consultant. I work with a lot of young adults. I work with um, with uh, teens and young adults and helping them making that transition from high school to college, college to the real world. And so we obviously go through a lot of the, the strategies, knowing how to unpack their life from goal setting, dream building, and a relentless pursuit for all of those things and, and sharing those principles with them so that they can be able to make better, more informed choices in life. From a keynote speaking standpoint, I speak mostly on motivation and personal responsibility. I think that the generations behind us really um, 
were robbed of delayed gratification. And so I really focus a lot on that because we live in a society where things are, are very quick, where we don't understand the nature process of growing seed and harvest time. And so I instill that in young adults. And obviously when I work with, uh, with teenagers, giving them those same lessons as well. So you obviously are someone that's highly driven and that gives a lot of yourself. How did this happen? Take me back to the beginnings of where you were born and raised and how these seeds got into you. It started from the probably around the age of my mid to late 20s. Um, I was living the American dream. Um, the, you know, the the typical, you know, I bought my first house at the age of 29, had a very nice car by the time I was 30. Uh, and I moved into actually the house I'm still in right now. And during that time, I was I was I was successful. I was working for uh, successfully in real estate. I was also um, doing uh, a lot of work with Fox Sports Southwest, Rivals.com, doing the college football recruiting analyst work. And those things brought in a lot of resources for me. I had a lot of success. But I was, while I was a man of faith, I wasn't a man who was deep in it. It was almost surface level. And it took it took one or two bad relationships, a couple of bad money moves uh, between relationships, divorce and things of that nature. And next thing you know, I had crashed lost 65% of my income and and put me in a position where I was like, okay, God, I got nothing left. So my way typically doesn't work. So how about we do it your way? And so I ended up hiring a mentor during that time. And he taught me the the essence of service and gratitude. And so now those are two words I live by, service, gratitude, and obviously impact, which is a byproduct of the first two. And so I got into the mode of more so what can I provide? What can I give as opposed to what can I get? And that's a mindset I've used going forward now in my business, in my ministry, and just in life to where now I'm a servant leader. I'm a service first. I do. I serve. I provide first. And then I allow God to bless me with the fruits of those of those of those um, opportunities to serve others. But that change had to come from a lot of crashes. Like I said, it came from bad relationships, a divorce, just really chasing the dollar and not really chasing something that's more meaningful, more fulfilling, more family-based, more service-based. And that was when the turnaround happened for me. And so now I lean in on that um, because along with all of those things and the death of my father at the age of 33, that was... All of that stuff came together to like a perfect storm to create the man you see in front of you now. So who's been kind of your hero in your life? I would say both of my fathers. Uh, both of my fathers have been um, pillars in my in my life. Obviously, it was a strained relationship with my biological father who's still with me. And of course, my the father whose last name I bear um, passed the night after my 33rd birthday. But I always say... Um, my, my fathers gave me two pieces of advice. Each of them gave me advice. Uh, my father, who's deceased, said um, very simply, son, work hard, treat people right, save some money and buy some land. That was that was pretty. <laughs> it's it's not a lot going on there. But then again, if you do those four things, you're probably going to be in a pretty successful place. And so that was uh, one of my fathers. And my other father said, um, uh, live the best life you can and give it all away. So the foundational pillars of both of those men, whose both last names I bear, especially on my books, is um, has been beneficial and and really the foundation for life. And I think if we really look at things from a broader sense, you would hope that 
your father or your parents as a whole would be your first role models and who would be the most influential in your life. And I hope that more people can experience that because it took me a long time to realize that that was the case. And while there has been a lot of other influential people in my life, I always go back to the fact of my two fathers uh, made me the man I am today. So speaking of admiration, if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Ooh, anybody on the planet. Jack Canfield. Okay. Jack Canfield. If I had to guess, if you went dead or some people say dead or alive, and I think I think Jack Canfield would be a guy. the 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 route he came up with create uh, creating the um, Chicken Soup for the Soul and how successful he's been as a coach, a speaker, and an author, mainly as an author. Um, I think that that would be somebody I would um, I would enjoy sitting down with. So what is your motivator every day? What is the fuel in your tank that gets you through the day that makes you give and help and be the be the person that you are? I think my, my growing faith and relationship, obviously, in, in, in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, and just serving a greater something greater than myself. Um, the idea that that while I'm here, I can make a difference. How much of a difference? That's not for me to decide from that standpoint of the impact that will happen. But um, my faith in knowing that that I want to serve first and, and and do what I'm called to do. And obviously what I feel like I'm called to do at this time is to work with young men and empower them. And so uh, and put them in a better position uh, to be able to um, enjoy life and have a fulfilling life. And so the fulfillment in my life is making sure to pour into the next generation at the greatest capacity I can and unload all of the wisdom that I've learned and give to them so that they can take, so they can take this, um, the baton and move it on to generations behind them as well. So of all of the things that you've accomplished up to this point in your life, what are you the proudest of? The transformation from coming, from coming out of self-serving to self-fulfilling and being a servant. Uh, once, once I decided to put my, desires first aside and just lean more in and on my faith. I think that was, I think that would be probably the greatest thing. I mean, I've written several books and they, and, and I'm, and I'm proud of all of those, but the idea that, that I am looked up by a number of young adults and teenagers as, you know, a father figure, a, a mentor, a coach. Uh, I think that that up to this point in my minute, in my ministry, I think that's, that would be the greatest accomplishment I've done up to this point in my life. So of all of the things that you do, from being an author to being a speaker to to helping the young people in the world, what's been the best success story that always brings a smile to your face? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that probably would be. I think the greatest success story is a culmination of a body of work, if I can go that route with it. Yeah. When I was doing um, when I was doing my mental performance uh coaching work, helping young men uh, earn scholarships um, to college. I think the greatest accomplishment I can look at is those young men whom I was helping get college football scholarships. I look back at, at them now, and I'll end up doing some more um, work with this, is that they're all successful men. Most of them have moved on from football. Most of them are, are, are entrepreneurs, businessmen. I have an actor. I have an engineer. I have entrepreneurs. I have construction uh owners and, man and managers and just what they're doing to take the principles from 
what made them great football players and use it to be great men, to start families, to build in their communities and to be, you know, serviceable young men who are, who are doing great and amazing things right now. I think that that would probably be my greatest accomplishment, seeing the transition from them being jocks to being um, very, very prominent men in their society in society and in their, and in their homes. So if you were to have a dream tonight, you ran into a younger version, a 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that younger version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life, what would you tell that younger version of you? I would tell him the game of life is not about you. I would tell him to to to, to lean into service. I would tell him to, to probably lean into um, his faith a lot more. Um I would, I would tell him, I would tell, I would literally tell him to, to be a servant. It's not about you and probably start giving and tithing more uh, in time and money. And I think that had I started that process earlier, um, yeah, I would much, I would be in a much, much more um, stronger position in life though where I'm at right now is really good. But man, if I could have added 22 years to that, man, who, who knows what could happen from there. <laughs> So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, readers, all of these different people, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I like to see myself as, as a, as a motivating man, a man who, who likes to be around winners. I, I like to see myself as a winner. Um, and I love being around winners and I, I enjoy unpacking scenarios and providing service and solution for others. So it's, it's, it's almost like one of those things. It's like, you know, Ahmad, I didn't ask you to fix my problem. I just want you to hear me out. And so I, I have been uh, accused of that on a time or two, and I, I'm getting better with that. But I, I do like to help people and put them in a position to be able to win, because I think that when you help enough people uh, learn how to do better and, and win in life, that uh, that you'll be blessed in in many other ways, and so uh, I'm a very, I'm a very fun loving, grounded person, but I'm also a very intense person who wants to see people win at every area of life. So, of all of these things that are part of your world that people can get involved with, where is the best place on the web for them to go to do that? Uh, Modvital.com, a h m a r d v i t a l dot com is probably the best place for them to go. Also, a Modvital on all the social media platforms. Um, to be able to reach out to me and, and, and work with me or book me or do any of those things or just let's have a conversation. Amar, this has been great, man. Thank you for opening up. Thank you for your story, for the work you do. I really appreciate your time today on the show. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.